When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. One day trades. Three cents a share. That's $3. You cheap. And one plays scratch offs. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. If they still work here, you can bet they're in the bend. Vinny and Haney on 1057 The Fan. Well, it's been the key for us. We're excited about the roster depth that we have, and we're doing our individual meetings right now with, with a lot of our guys. and and we have, we have a great competition in camp. If you asked me a couple years ago at this time where, what our bullpen would look like, I had no idea. And some of these guys are still here and put together two really productive seasons. So we're hoping for some surprises in camp. And, but, yeah, you kind of never know where your bullpen's going to come from. Sed's dealt with a lot of things so far in his career. Like you said, down to double A and then 30-30. So he's seen starts an all-star game. Uh, had a you know a great first half last year. You know, the... the He's dealt with things extremely well, and he has turned himself into so many of our guys into such a pro. And I think he's, you know, he's proven what he's done the last couple of years, um, despite the fact that was it year 15 in the big leagues for him. Um, I, I think he's going to be a huge, a huge piece at the back end of our bullpen. James McCann, veteran catcher, talking about the new closer for the Orioles here in 2024, Craig Kimbrell. Signed as a free agent in the offseason. That was a move that happened back in December. After winter meetings, Kimbrell last year in Philly helped the Phillies get to the playoffs. All right, his postseason wasn't all that great by any stretch of the imagination. But proven track record. Now he's replacing Felix Batista, who was the closer of the year in Major League Baseball in 2024 he was the lowland get in here and Vinny's here with us of course we're we're getting into the Oriole coverage big time as the exhibition season starts saturday felix batista was named reliever of the year three times last or reliever of the month three times in 2023 which is an impressive accomplishment 
in and of itself. And then was the reliever of the year guy. And he missed the entire final month of the season in the postseason. But if you look at bigger track record, Craig Kimbrell is a much more accomplished relief pitcher than Felix Batista is. Longer shelf life, obviously. The question the Orioles have, question we have, you have the listener, what Kimbrell are you getting? The guy that was acceptable, if not really good for the Phillies for six months, or the guy that flamed out in the playoffs? You're not getting the 2013 Atlanta Braves version of Craig Kimbrell. If, if, if he was that, they'd be paying him $20 million a year and he'd be pitching for somebody else. That is a huge part of this team. But James McCann, veteran, no veteran, understands that Kimbrell might not have the stuff he used to have, but he brings some of these intangibles that maybe some younger guys don't have given experiences. Right, and you, and you mentioned the timing of the signing, the winter meetings. Shows you the Orioles how necessary they felt it was to go get a guy, an established guy, a veteran guy, because you couldn't enter the season banking on, okay, Yenier Cano is going to take the next step and he's going to be your closer, or even Dylan Tate's going to be back 100% what he was pre-injury. You couldn't bank on that. You had to go get something that was not guaranteed, but something stable. And Kimbrell, okay, is he going to be the best closer in baseball this year? Probably not. But you know what you're getting out of him, and that's what the Orioles needed. And, and things have changed, too. And this happened after the Kibrel signing. Tyler Wells is now going to move back into the rotation because of the injuries that Kyle Bradish and John means. And Tyler Wells would have been a nice, let's just say, interesting piece to high-leverage situations in the back end because when he came back from the minors in September into October, he didn't give up a run. Literally did not give up a run through five September appearances and then into the postseason. But he's now out of the equation. And you mentioned Yanir Cano, all-star, came out of nowhere throwing wiffle balls. I mean, bats were not making contact with anything he was throwing. Second half of the season, a lot of uh, wood to ball against Yanir Cano. So I would have been really, really concerned yeah, not maybe hyperbole there, but I would not have been extremely confident with him being like the guy in yeah, the back end. Bullpen depth's a little shaky right now, mostly because he had to pull some guys out of the bullpen to fill the rotation. But you mentioned Tyler Wells. He could still end the year as a high leverage reliever if all goes according to plan health-wise. I think that's what the Orioles would hope, is that Bradish is able to pitch at some point this year. Means does get going and then is healthy through an entire season, even if he has a delayed start. Well, let's throw a curveball, pun intended. Say Wells makes the all-star team as a starter in the first half of the season. What are you doing that? Good problem to have. It's a great problem to have. D.L. Hall would have been a nice option there with high leverage, 100-mile-an-hour stuff, but he's now in Milwaukee, role to be determined with the Brewers because Orioles got Corbin Burns as part of that trade. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. So, Vinny, I guess the point is – Kimbrell comes in with a possible Hall of Fame resume, but is replacing a guy who was arguably the best closer in baseball last year and is going to miss the entire season. To me, with Kimbrell, it's about consistency. Because, uh, I mean, with Batista, they had pretty much, he had a little slump in there, but otherwise, he was pretty consistent throughout. I mean, if they can get that where he can be their consistent guy, where. Bob, like after a month, it's like, well, maybe we need to look at such and such as a closer. No, 
You know, if Kimbrell can be the closer the whole way, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I can go back into the time machine of May of last year when Felix Batista gave up the home run the second game of the year and McKenna dropped the fly ball. McKenna needs to be cut. The overreaction, you know, of uh, some people that, you know, just need to watch 162 play out. And then Batista had his scuffles and Cano was brilliant. Oh, Cano needs to be the closer. Yeah. yeah, Are those those conversations? Cano's going to be in the mix and he's going to be an important part, but I don't know if he has the makeup per se to be the closer for the team. The only thing I worry about is with how heavily Brandon Hyde and the entire team leaned on Batista, you kind of get into a groove. And there's, okay, you get in a jam in the eighth, it's a one-run game. Well, we'll pull him out for one extra out. He's got to get four outs for us. And that was just such a consistent go-to thing, and you almost take it for granted at a certain point. Now, Kimbrell, you're not going to get that. He's not going to go out there and give you a four-out or even five-out saves in a pinch. The offense in late-inning situations is going to have to do a little bit more, create a little more breathing room, because you're not going to have the freak that was Felix Bautista. And that 100-mile-an-hour and then the, the the split that just fell off the table in the arsenal that came along with it. Also, Brandon Hyde talking about Cedric Mullins, who was primed for a bounce-back year. That game in Seattle was one of the great individual games we've seen mm-hmm. from an Oriole ever with a game-saving catch, and then Bauman gave up the home run, and then he hits the game-winning homer. That thing was a thing of brilliance, but he had injuries that took him out of the lineup. He slumped big time in the summer. And I expect Cedric Mullins to have a, well, not a monster 30-30 year, but we're going to see more of a 270 gold glove level, double-digit, pushing 20 home run kind of guy. Cedric Mullins is going to be a an asset to this team, not a guy we're going to wonder what's wrong with Cedric Mullins here. I, I think he's going to have a big year, Bob. I mean, you know, had the baby. that That's done with now. Been two months. I think he's – I think he's primed and ready. I, I I just think he's gonna have a big year. And I think bunting will be a big part of it too. We talked about it yesterday, Bob. I mean the guys that can bunt, you never go in a slump because you can get some bunt singles when you're struggling at uh, the plate. He was in a long slump yes, last year. There's no guarantees he's gonna lead off for the team in two thousand twenty four. He batted what, seventh a lot of time. He last year. was bouncing around big time in this Orioles lineup, which is always fluid. You see Hayes against lefties, Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson from time to time. It'll be interesting to see how Brandon Hyde navigates his lineup. And also heard about Hyder talking about the depth he has in the infield in the outfield. We talked about this yesterday with Rich Dubroff. Baltimorebaseball.com and we'll talk more about it with Andy Koska from the Baltimore Banner, eleven thirty. Jorge Mateo's role is what? Is he your backup shortstop? Is he your utility center fielder sort of guy? He played second base in winter ball. Is he even on the team? I mean, Rich pointed it out astutely because he's there. No guarantees he's even going to be here on March 28th. Well, they keep talking about him. That's the I big thing for the me. I love the dude, man. I mean, every it seems like every time he spoke this week, there's something in there. He's getting asked about him. It's not like it's unprompted, but we always seem to end up talking about Mateo when at least in my opinion, he's far down the list in terms of intriguing names on this team this spring. All right, we do have breaking news coming out of uh, Sarasota. Corbin Burns will start Saturday against the Red Sox. Oh, nice. So Corbin Burns will be the exhibition opener because I'm still – it's not preseason. That's a football, basketball thing. This is exhibition baseball, and he's going to be the starter then. And most importantly, he'll be the starter on March 28th, opening day against the Angels. 
from Los Angeles. They're no longer Anaheim. They certainly aren't California, which I thought was a better name. But that's just me. We'll talk Orioles throughout the day with you and certainly talk about him with Andy Koska coming up from the Baltimore Banner, 1130. Maryland basketball news. Big news is Derek Queen committed. Five-star from Baltimore City. Started at St. Francis. Now at Mount Verde, the number one team in the country. Doing his thing, dunking and averaging 16, almost 17 points, eight rebounds a game. He leads that team in both categories. Five-star recruit. He's the highest-rated recruit Maryland has signed since who, Vinny? Um, I don't know. Tell me. Diamond Stoke. Oh, he Go turned back out to great. 2015. <laughs> From who, Wisconsin. He was the number eight player in the country. Derek Queen's number 10. First five-star that Maryland's recruited since uh, Sticks. Back in 2018, who's making a nice living now in the NBA. It took a while to get done. I'm sure NIL stuff had a lot to do with it. (laughs) But in the end, I think Kevin Willard did a very good job recruiting the mom, which is Lefty Drizel's forte. And he wanted to stay home. But Maryland got him over Indiana. And we'll get to them during a whip. Kansas and Houston. So this guy was a high-level recruit and has been highly regarded since his freshman year. Go back when he was in the ninth grade at St. Francis and Keith Cavanaugh, who we'll talk to tomorrow. Hey, what about this Derek Queen ever coming to Maryland? He's like, ah, never going to happen because he was that big of a deal. And he still is that big of a deal. So, Nolan, this is huge for Maryland. I mean, this year's not helping this year, obviously, but next year to keep a stud from the Charm City in tow, I think that bodes well for Kevin Willard, maybe stacking. This recruiting class, he's going to have to hit the portal to get a point guard go because Jameer, though, because Jameer Young's gone. Now, our friend Jeff Ehrman, obviously all over this, tweeting a lot last night, like a Kmart suit. Reactions to this, and he had a good point. You mentioned Diamond Stone, and he was saying this almost feels exactly like the Stone recruitment. You know, it was between another Big Ten school and Maryland. Now, difference this time is Queen's a local kid. But that highly coveted five-star, two Big Ten schools going at it, battling for this guy, ultimately chooses Maryland. Now, does he end up being one and done, like he probably projects to be? Or does he hang around? Are you okay with him being one and done if he actually performs better than yeah, a diamond if stone? If he gets him to the Sweet yeah. 16, I'm cool with that. So this is the price you pay in uh, modern college basketball. Yeah, Diamond Stone was one and done, and he's been a basketball nomad ever since. Jalen Smith, who was going to Maryland all along. Mm-hmm. He stayed two years, and two mm-hmm. of the best teams Mark Turgeon ever had. And the good news is is that the 20 team got hosed by COVID. I say good news, but double-edged sword. Guys like Deshaun Harris-Smith, who was, what, a four-star in his own right, pretty highly touted. Lamothe. Right. Is that because Guys, of, they that they're, all four stars, yeah. they're a little slow out the gate here. Not, not the season that we oh, anticipated oh. for them. But you feel comfortable that you're going to have them and Queen together on the same team next year. Yeah. And, hey, old uh, Julian Reese has another year of eligibility, mm-hmm. too. And they were young teammates together back at eight, uh, St. Francis. So, big news for Maryland Hoops. We'll talk about that. Well, Damon Evans can't talk about it coming up at 1030 because the NCAA, one of the rules they still have, you can't talk about unsigned players, but other things going on at College Park. We've got a lot to get to. Free agency. Ravens have a new coach. We'll talk about that. You want to get in and talk about the Orioles' expectations. Yankees still getting their rear end smooch coming off a terrible year. Orioles pretty much everybody back and added a number one starter. Where's the respect, says Rodney Dangerfield. 
When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. As Hyder would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Vin. As far as Grayson goes, I thought there's a lot of positives today. If you talk to him, he's probably going to be frustrated about his command a little bit. I think a lot of good things came came from today's session for him. You know, getting two ups, that's that's a big, big, big deal in spring training. And, you know, he left with a couple of things that he wants to work on. And uh, other than that, I, th- I thought there's a lot of positives. James McCann, the John Means Dylan Bundy interview world. Yeah, everything's great. It's all, it's all, it's all awesome. Talk about Grayson Rodriguez. And you talk about players who are going to level up, borrow a Chip Patterson phrase, in 2024. If this guy gets better than he was in the second half of 2023, now he got bombed in the playoffs, as we all know, by Texas in game two. But Grayson Rodriguez was long the number one pitching prospect in the majors, drafted by the Dan Duquette regime. And then... Got rocked last year when he got recalled. Had that bottom-out performance, Nolan, if you remember, in Kansas City during that day game. And they're like, "Now nah, you just you need to reset. This isn't a two-for-18 kind of slump. We're going to go back. Because Gunner had had success when he came up in 2022. That's why he was the favorite to win Rookie of the Year. But Grayson was just all over the place. And then he comes back. Stops tinkering with a bunch of pitch mixes. Just relied on that fastball and strengthened the secondary stuff. And he was a stud. And if he's a stud, pairing him with a proven stud in Corbin Burns, their top two rivals any in the American League at the top of the rotation. Yeah. Even, uh, I'm trying to think who would be second. I mean, Yankees... Some firepower you there. You got Seattle's got a little oomph sure. in their rotation. Somebody Houston. will come out of nowhere, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, yeah, second half of last year, I mean, numbers speak for themselves. ERA of 2.58 for Grayson after he returned. I, I think the slumping almost made him a better pitcher. When he came up and he made his debut, I think he was almost just relying on stuff alone. Didn't have the full 
mental part of the game that comes with being a pitcher, you know, dealing with, all right, this guy just hit something that nobody's ever hit off me before. How do I recover from that? You know, getting runners on base early in games, trying to navigate that, riding the wave, if you will. So I think he kind of learned how to be a better pitcher, a more complete pitcher because of those early struggles. And as Vinny likes to say, compete level, you don't think he remembers his last start? where he got the hook, mm-hmm. vaudeville, Bugs Bunny style against the Texas Rangers. This guy's got all the potential in the world. We saw it in the second half. And if he can cultivate that moving forward here, there's that. That's that first homegrown ace since Mike Messina going back over 30 years ago. I just I, I think that all of the guys, and like you said, Rodriguez wasn't an Elias guy, but to me – he fits, you know, like... Uh, well, he's say, been developed by the Elias thing. That's what I'm getting ready to say. Um, but the the thing about it is, is it's like play like a Raven. I think there's a certain thing that the Orioles and Elias looks for and compete level is is big, you know, and he likes athletic guys too, you know, but all of their, all their guys compete and the biggest thing is they love to play. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Speaking of a guy who's going to compete for a spot in this Orioles lineup coming out of uh, Florida, March 28th, is Jackson Holiday. I'm sure you're all, all aware of him. But remember all that Andrew Jones stuff? We don't talk about that anymore. Andrew Jones Jr.? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard of him, so let's draft his son. No! They won with Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday. Hey, second, short, Finkel, Einhorn, how you feeling right now? Yeah, I think any way that I can make the big league roster is is the right way, right? I think that's that's the goal. It's playing big leagues, obviously, shortstop is a position I'm more comfortable with. But I mean, you got Gunner over there, and he's unbelievable. So I, I tell people, I'm like, Trey Turner played second base when Corey Seager was at shortstop. So like, there's no, um, I mean, you just want to win, right? And if second base is the place for me, then then I'll be there. Yeah, Trey Turner, a beast as a shortstop, but Corey Seager was better, mm-hmm. who, of course, had that monster season for Texas, helping them win the World Series last year. Trey Turner could play center field. I don't think Jackson Holiday is going to be doing that anytime soon. But understanding at 20, yeah, your status says that you're the guy, but you still have to earn your way onto the team. And there's a guy that has a little bit more accomplished, not by much, in Gunnar Henderson, possibly sitting in front of you at this time. He is uh, well-rehearsed. He knows how to handle the media. He knows what to say. You know, he's not like Micah Parsons uh, going off saying crazy things. I mean, he's a pro. He's a pro talking to the media. He understands, you know, what what he's got to do. And and if it's starting at second base, I don't think – he just wants to play. And another guy just loves baseball. What do you think, Aaron Nolan? Got to be – I mean, it's part of modern baseball, right? Position versatility. I mean, a lot of young prospects coming up now, they you know project to be one position and they end up playing another. So he's still young enough, what, 20 years old, that you know he's still moldable. He's like a, a ball of clay. You but, make him whatever you want. And we were talking about this with Keith Law a couple of days ago. When Gunnar Henderson played second base, he looked like a guy who'd never played second base before. When they put him there in his rookie season in that experiment – ended quickly i think holidays got kind of that uh that wherewithal to make it happen as a matter of fact here's jackson holiday talking about possibly being the starting second baseman 
I feel really good right now. I'm excited for the games to, to begin, to, to put it in, in use there. But right now I feel, feel really comfortable, so I'm excited for the games to, to put that to work. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, Manzo came and soft season was like, need to start working on second base and um, working on some, some feeds and, and stuff like that. So in the few weeks that, that I've been really working over there, I'm, I feel like I've gotten a lot better. Yeah, and the turn at second base, obviously, for the double play is different. You take a lot of smoke from the runner coming from first. But, again, the baseball IQ, as Keith Law said, and we've talked about it with all of our Orioles reporters, and we'll do it again with Andy Koska, it's in his blood. Sometimes yeah. it's just that instinctual thing you're born with, in addition to the natural talent, obviously. How tall is Gunner? 6'3"? That sounds about right. Is there ever been, like, a tall second baseman, you know, in, like – Turning the double play, Bobby is probably, Gritch, I think, was like six two. Yeah, six, three. but I'm I'm guessing there's not a lot of tall second baseman. Robbie Alomar was six feet six plus. Turning that double play for a taller guy may be more difficult. I don't know, but I think Jackson Holiday, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, played other positions before in his life other than just shortstop, and I don't think he'll have a problem. Let's say that things don't work out. As they hoped at second base oh for Jackson God. Holiday. Are not, we going not, there already? Well, for this, the love of God. I'm making a point here. I gotcha. You're not in trouble. You got a guy in Jordan Westberg that can play second. Then you can immediately shuffle around. How about you put him, uh, we're talking about Jackson Holiday here. Maybe he does have to end up playing shortstop. Gunner can play third. Is that really what's best for the team? I don't know. Time will tell. But He's not the only one that's being asked to be versatile here. Gunner's being asked to be versatile. Sure. Westberg's Westberg, yeah. being asked to be versatile. So whatever the best Arias. trio combination is, they'll figure it out. I'm guessing whatever positions they're playing on a given night, it's going to be Westberg, Gunner, and Jackson Holiday, assuming Holiday makes the team coming out of spring training. By the way, Bobby Gritch, 6'2", Robbie Alomar was six, six feet tall. And both have multiple gold gloves. Video 81057. The fan will come back. We got David Evans, athletic director, University of Maryland. Well, you got spring football coming up. I, I, I don't know. Hey. And the basketball team, four games left. Can they make a late run? They did get a massive commitment from Derek Queen yesterday, but I don't think Damon's allowed to talk about it. But we can, you know, we could do some uh, hinting. And- Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Such. Taking sports to a whole new level. 1057 The Fan. Fitty and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. David Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland, scheduled to join us here in a couple of minutes. Get to the Ravens, top of the hour. New coach, Dennis young guy. Yeah, Dennis Johnson, 35 years old. And like we were talking off air, Bob, there's no connections at all to the Ravens. You know, I've tried to look and, you know, see if anybody's worked with him. I don't think I don't think they have. So it's think Patrick Queen was there when he was at LSU, but Patrick Queen might not be in Baltimore. Right. In I'm guessing Harbs didn't ask. Uh, to me, this is I yeah, I don't know. Somebody must have told Harb some people that respect you know, that Harbs respects probably, you know, I'm looking for D line. I'm guessing I'm looking for a younger defensive line coach and people probably gave him some names. And uh, the way Harbs has been doing things is like with coordinator. I think he said he interviewed like what, 15 guys. And I think he probably interviewed a lot of guys and Dennis Johnson must've been what he was looking for. Felt good with him because he has no pro experience whatsoever. So that gives you a D-line coach with no pro experience, a linebacker coach, or I mean a defensive coordinator that's never called plays before, which is young, inexperienced guy. You got a secondary coach that hadn't been in the NFL before. So there's a lot of inexperience there, which is kind of surprising, you know, because normally like, what you like to do is, like, if your coordinator, like Munkins had experience in the NFL, he's been a head coach, all those things. So he's got, and then he's got a bunch of guys around him, other than an old line coach, that are young guys. Look, great defense in 2023, but there's going to be some personnel changes. And obviously, as we're just talking about, Vinny, they got fleeced from a coaching perspective oh, here. Hey, Bob, I mean, let's just look at. All right, they lost Wilson to Tennessee to be D coordinator. All right, they brought in um, 47-year-old. What a Harbs' guy, you know, who's a college guy, basically. So, you know, is that is that a plus or is that a negative? All right? And then you lose your defensive coordinator, and we hope Zach Orr is awesome, but he's never called a defense before in his life. So that's a drop off. You bring in a D line. Anthony Weaver became the defensive court, been a D coordinator a couple times in the NFL. Now he's at Miami as D coordinator, bringing in a guy with no NFL experience. I mean, coaching wise, we've taken, we've gone backwards. Well, that's why they give the professionals the wherewithal to bring in people. But Zach Gore, the not calling plays thing. I would be a little bit worried, not 
overly concerned with it. I mean, if they still surround him with great players, everything will take care of itself, I would think. Biggest thing that I'm concerned about, not calling the, – the not calling plays, but what was Mike McDonald, in my opinion, what Mike McDonald was great at was his adjustments. During game, halftime adjustments, that's that's what I – look at – good, good – let's look at that Kansas City game. Kansas City running up and down the field, first half, second half, five punts. You know, can Zach or do that? And do you have a bunch of guys, enough guys on defense that have the experience, you know, that can do that? Because really, what's Dennis Johnson? He's not going to, you know, is how much is he going to be involved? He's not going to be involved much. You know, I mean, incorporating the defense and stuff. No, he's there to help coach the defensive line. And hopefully Chucky Smith has uh, – yeah, got a little gets a little bit more to do. And we saw last year Chuck Smith came in, and I don't know if it's just a coincidence. I think it's more than that. I mean, they led the league in sacks, something nobody, nobody, myself included, expected them to do in 2023. Yeah. And he had a lot to do with that. There, there's no no question about it, Bob. I mean, we saw a, an uptick in sacks because of him, and then when they hired Keith Williams. We saw an uptick, you know, with the receivers running better routes and stuff. So I I just think that it, it's interesting. And when Harbs gets to talk, it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say about why so many inexperienced guys coaching on defense. Spitty and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. If you're on the phone, hang tight. Still waiting for Damon Evans, I guess, coming up at 11 o'clock. Talk more about this Ravens coaching issue, and I guess it's an issue at this time, because still looking to fill some vacancies. Andy Koska is going to be joining us from the Baltimore Banner Talk Orioles, bottom of the hour. Corbin Burns will start the exhibition opener against the Red Sox on Saturday. And Derek Queen, he's staying home. Stay home, young man, as he's a five-star McDonald's All-American committing to Maryland last night. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 105.7 The Fan. No Damon Evans today. Let's just say we're having communication problems. Apparently in some cell circles there. Yep. Their uh, networks are all out of whack. I believe it's a network they used to say, can you hear me now? I could be wrong with that one. Well, Ed Newers texted me because he's in Tampa. He says he texted me, said, "Hey, is there an AT and T outage up by you? The Tampa area has a huge outage. I'm only able to text because I'm on my home Wi-Fi." So yeah, phone issues seem to be a problem. Well, anyway, I guess that's what's happening with old Damon Evans there. So we'll talk to him next Thursday. Now he couldn't talk about Derek Queen anyway because he hasn't signed national letter of intent. And it's crazy because the NCAA, their reach is no longer as long and as forceful as it used to be. But that is still a violation. And if Damon would have got on here talking about the five-star from Baltimore, 
committing to Maryland last night, McDonald's All-American, that would have got him in some hot water. Oh, hot water? They may have run him out of town, Bob, if all of a sudden because then you're not allowed to sign the kid. That would have been uh, that would have been not been good. But he is smart enough to know oh, that. No we would have hinted at it. You just go, hey, so you got a recruiting win, which is great. We'll talk about it more at the appropriate time. We do know that the Maryland spring game will be on April the 27th, which is the Saturday, same Saturday, the draft, NFL draft, which starts on Thursday. April the 25th. Yeah. And then uh, Pro Day is on March 29th. Yeah. I Bob, the thing with like spring football nowadays, I mean, it's 15 practices and you can only be in pads like, what is it, like seven times or, you know, it's so different. Like when, when I had spring ball, it was, we had 20 practices and Bob, they could all, they were all in pads. So they were like brutal practices all the time. And then the spring game was a big thing. We, we you know, where you split the teams up and it was a real game. Now they don't even really do much of that stuff anymore. So it's totally changed because they're trying to uh, keep guys healthier, I guess. During, and this is more from a drinking perspective, Nolan, if you'll pay attention to this one, because, you know, you, you're a young guy, like strapping dude, likes to do this sort of thing. 20-some years ago, during the Ralph era, when yep. they were running high, yep. me and Todd Helmick, at the time from nationalchamps.net, from Cumberland, played at Florida State, was teammates with Deion Sanders. We used to tailgate at Maryland Pro Day. We'd go in, watch like, uh-huh, 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 and go right back to the the cooler <laughs> and watch the beer. And we'd see the recruits walking through. Keith Cavanaugh would stop by. Those were the glory days, Norm, of, uh, well, at least the Ralph Frege glory days of 20 years ago. They do that at other schools? I'm sure. Like, I, I oh, guess Alabama's yeah. like a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, like when I was when I was at Iowa State, we'd get uh, probably get like forty forty thousand for spring game and ton of tailgating. And we all the cool thing about being in Ames, Iowa, pitching a tent. The farmers, <laughs> you know, like on, we'd have a scrimmage every Saturday. So like Saturday after scrimmages, Bob, the farmers used to bring like these big Iowa chops. And they'd put them on a grill. We'd go over to training table, and they'd be cooking them outside and everything. And we'd have big Iowa chops. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Maryland, if you're looking, hey, maybe st- – I don't know if they – I haven't been to a pro day, full disclosure, probably 15 years. but Or a, a spring game. Spring game. But if you're looking to go, start your own tradition. Well, that's why I misheard you. You said pro day. Because we, no, we no, no, went no. to the – Yeah, yeah. I, I missed Spring ball. game. Yeah. Spring game. Because we went to the pro day last yeah, year. Yeah, we were sitting in the old Cole Fieldhouse. Yes. And it was a, a great time. But it I was, was trying to picture tailgating for that. I was like, how does that work? Well, the way right. things turned out, I would have probably rather have tailgated, if you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. But anyway, spring game's April the 27th. And we'll talk to Damon next week. Phone issues. We got Ravens talk coming up top of the hour. Andy Koska is joining us live from Florida from the Baltimore batter. Talk about the Orioles. Corbett Burns will start the exhibition opener against the Red Sox. Inning, Bob? What do you think? uh, Maybe one or two. Two tops. It's probably more more about pitching. It'll be a pitch count. Let's get out to the phones. Owings Mills, it's Harry. Harry, what's happening on this Total Request Thursday? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you all today? Thanks for taking my call. What's going on, man? I want to talk about a couple things. First thing was, now, I have a lot of confidence in the Ravens in terms of their ability to lose coaches and lose players and them to figure it out. However, there are a couple things that do concern me. Number one, and uh, Benny, you just brought it up just a few moments ago, Keith Williams. 
Mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm mistaken, isn't he the same guy that actually coached Tyreek Hill as well as Devontae Adams during the offseason? Summer, t- yes. Yep. yep. That, he, he was doing the same thing Chuck Smith was doing. You know, coaching players in the off season, getting guys ready for the combine. That that was that was their jobs. Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge loss, and we'll see what happens from there. And the other thing is, after the 2019 season, when Marshall Yonder retired, the Ravens had a difficult time at right guard until they actually brought in Kevin Zeitler. So losing Kevin Zeitler, because I don't think they're going to be able to resign him is, I think, going to be a huge loss. And is is Ben Cleveland ready to step up and be that no, guy? No, no, <laughs> no. That's Vinny's boy, Harry. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah like, like Hyder's got uh, Mateo. Yeah, yeah Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. And if I could raise up one more point, and congratulations to the Turks for bringing in Derek Queen. That's a great thing. Certainly looking forward to seeing him in the Turks uniform next year. Now, I hope that Julian Reese does not decide to try to go pro early because he's not ready, nor do I want him to enter the transfer portal. And I think if you go back and you ask Hakeem Hart, in in hindsight, does he wish he would have stayed at Maryland for another year or had gone to Villanova, which I didn't think it was a smart move anyway because Villanova was already coming off a bad year with a new coaching staff. Yeah, and, well, Hart's from Philly. Harry, thanks for the call. So maybe he wanted to go home. Maybe Willard. You know, maybe assisted his. Uh, who knows what goes on nowadays? The one of the big losses Maryland suffered this year was Ian Martinez bouncing towards the end of things, and he's at Utah State, where they're going to go to the NCAA tournament, and he's a prominent part of what they're doing. I don't know what Julian Reese's plans are. Like Angel Reese left Maryland to go to yeah. LSU, and apparently the bag, yeah. as the young kids say, had a lot to do with it. But Reese and Derek Queen front courting it up with a developmental year of Lamo- or not Lamoth Kaiser. I mean, you might have something to work with next year. Yeah, in the but front wouldn't and, and you know basketball better than me, Bob. But with Reese, isn't it better for him because he can almost bringing in another big guy? Then Reese can kind of play his natural position, which would help him more for the because if he goes in the draft right now, he may not even get drafted. Well, Derek Queen's got a little stretch for potential too. It's not like the olden days where it's Moses Malone, right? Just planting there in the paint and dominating. He can do it. Reese's problem, well, a couple of them gets in foul, foul trouble way too much. Yep. Can his free throws yep. gets fouled a lot? But, yes, it would benefit him another year, get a little more girth on there. Yeah, Julian Reese going in the NBA, I mean, I'm not advising him. Not that he gives two bleeps what I think anyway, but I don't know or try to. Now, the portal, that's a whole new ball game. Who yeah. knows what's going on with that stuff? That's all about, yeah. The portal's just like, what well, else? I, I mean, if I'm him, unless it's all about the money, if I'm him, they're bringing in a five-star, you know, possible a one guy and you done. know, a guy you know. Yeah, I mean, to me, it make and you know, you got Smith who shows flashes. You and got for, Kaiser, but who can accolades hit too. Nolan Reese comes back next year as a senior, mm-hmm. and given his accomplishments through his first three years, he's going to be on all these preseason lists of best this. Best that he'll be preseason all Big Ten. You get all of that. Now it doesn't pay the bills, but kind of helps depending on what kind of NL NIL love he gets, which I'm assuming he gets some of now. You think that he and Queen could be a duo like Bruno Fernando and Sticks? 
where one sort of has the stretch ability. Sticks could show the range mm-hmm. a little bit, shoot the three. Bruno handles it uh, business in the paint. Possibly. I mean, Bruno was stronger, right. beefier, and Sticks at that time was very sl- slim. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen him lately. He's... He's not Carl Malone, but he's definitely got some body he's definition. Not sticks anymore. No, no, no. He's a really good NBA Timber. player. He's been dealing with uh, some back issues, but possibly. I mean, it's a moot point now. But if Fernando would have stuck around for that extra year with Jalen Smith's sophomore year, how good would they have been? Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Right, because well, uh, we Fernando never... bounced after 19 when they got boned at uh, against LSU. I'm almost glad he didn't, because it would have made it even. The sting even worse when the COVID yeah, yeah. hit. Because COVID eliminated everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, talk to Ravens with you. If you want to get in, you can at 410-583-1057. Concerns about the absences of the coaching staff and the people replacing them are inexperienced in some levels. How about that? We'll talk about it. Whip around. 11-15. We'll get in. LSU is going to be a prominent part of that. And, uh, the, one of the great sports moments in the history of this country took place on this day 44 years ago. And we'll talk some more reels with Andy Koska from the Baltimore Banner at 11.30. Jackson Holiday, chances of making the opening, roster, opening day roster appear to be pretty strong. You know, how's he looking so far in fielding stuff down in Florida there? Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.